Today on the show, I'm happy to have Matthew Stone. He's the CEO of Ceres AI. They've created the ultimate coconut drone harvester. And there was some recent turmoil in the business that you had to battle through. So what was happening, Matthew? Yeah, so we recently had some issues with the client. Essentially, it came down to a client not wanting to pay for a solution that we had developed for them. But that really potentially could have hurt the business to its core. So I was essentially left with a holding the bag, essentially. So I had to figure out how to pay all these developers that I had contracted to work on this project. Working through figuring out how to do that was a very big challenge that I had to deal with in my business. So it happened very recently with some help and just figuring it out. I managed to, to push through that big challenge. Are you still hearing me? Why did you decide to actually go for the coconut harvesting market with your robotic skills? Uh, it's a funny story, actually. So I've always actually had a very big interest in drones. So it started out, I would say around 2017. So this is when I was in like my final year of undergrad. I wanted a project that I would feel very excited to work on. So I was, at, I was like the president of the computing society, which is like a club for computing students at the time. And I wanted a project that would really get everybody involved. Something very exciting. That's so somebody had made the suggestion of creating like an autonomous drone, like for drone delivery. I thought that was pretty exciting. So we partnered with a few other clubs, like engineering club. And we just started a project around you know, creating an autonomous drone. And the team started with a big amount of people, say, let's say 16 people. And we were working on this day and night. Eventually the team size got very small, much smaller and much smaller until it came down to like me and probably one other person. So since then I've been working on autonomous drone technology and it was recently this year, actually earlier this year, I got the idea of why not using drones for like harvesting. So harvesting is a major problem right now. So a lot of agricultural like farms are having problems finding labor. So it's a big issue right now. And I knew there was a company that they use drones for harvesting, but it was like for like small fruits. So I was thinking, how could we take that idea and apply it to like the Jamaican context? And I'd reached out to several agricultural industries out here, the coconut industry board. So the industry that handles everything coconut in Jamaica. They had reached out to me and said, we have a major problem, which is finding labor. Even to this day, people still have to climb up coconut trees to get coconuts, believe it or not. And I thought this is perfect. You have a big problem and here we have a potential solution. And I thought, why not put them together? So that's where the idea of using drones or coconut harvesting came about. It's going to be a challenge actually finalizing the prototype and actually putting it into production. But I'm generally a person that likes challenges. I'm up for it and I think my team with time can pull it off. This makes a lot of sense to me. If it's a, it's a very manual process for somebody to climb up a tree. If you can have a bunch of, a team of drones go out and harvest all the coconuts, 
Exactly. It's funny to think about, right? Having all these little robots go out and do coconut harvesting. Yeah. People, when they hear the term automation, there's a lot of fear that's associated with it. But you have to understand there are a lot of jobs that people don't want to do anymore. And we're going to need machines. We're going to need robots to be able to replace or even supplant those jobs that people don't want to do anymore. And as you said, it's gonna, hopefully we hope it's to be a lot more efficient. They should pick coconuts a lot faster and much longer. And yeah, most importantly, it will do jobs that currently don't like people aren't there for like they can't find, they even told us that they can't find people to climb the trees and pick coconuts. This is a big problem to them for them right now. So if you can have these, as I said, robots, I think of them in my head, like worker bees, they essentially go there and doing their specific tasks, you would solve a huge problem in the industry. Is this just the beginning and you want to do a whole series of different <laughs> agricultural drones? Yeah, yeah. So my overall vision is, I call it the worker bees, like each would have their own specific tasks. The one other major problem they had is security. So critter larceny, so essentially you have thieves, you know, criminals that come onto the farms or the properties and steal, steal the produce or steal the animals. And coconuts suffer from that same problem as well. We had the idea as to essentially have the drone not only be harvesting, but we can have drones that provide security. So the idea is that we would set up like motion sensors around the farm and the drones would essentially, we call them the hunter drones essentially. So whenever something gets triggered, drones would just instantly arm and just go off into where the GPS location of wherever the breach occurred and it would be able to stream back footage. And the idea here is really just to add another form of deterrence. Cause just imagine you're a criminal, a big part of your job as a criminal is to do things without, you know, anybody seeing you or anybody realizing that you're there. If you have this drone, this loud drone, it's possibly lights on it. That's literally shining where you're doing your suspicious activity, you're going to think twice about staying very long there and you're probably going to want to pack up and leave. Uh, and that's the idea. We hope it should reduce predator larceny. And then they say as much as 40% of their yield is lost from it. If we do solve it, it would be a major problem that we're solving. Where are you at with the development and deployment of this first model? So right now. Um, we're doing things in parallel, so both the security and the harvesting. So the harvesting part, we're still in the prototyping stage, so very early. So we're still running experiments on the arm in terms of the arm that actually picks the coconut, how it actually applies with the drone, managing the center of gravity, designing that arm, something that's efficient and that will work on several conditions. The security drone were more advanced in that stage because it's actually something that I had started working on before I started working on using drones for harvesting. So at the moment, we do have a prototype that can respond to a motion sense and 
go directly to the GPS location. Of course, we're looking for by next year to have like our first pilot. So essentially have the drones on a farm and actually uh, conducting the jobs of harvesting and actual security. We want to take it in stages. So we're starting simple. So maybe we start out with one or two drones, but my vision is after a while we have a farm with literally a multitude of drones just doing different tasks, even things like pollination. They had raised that as a possible problem that the drones could solve. You could have drones that are going out to uh, gather data, just doing um, sensor data on how many coconut trees are on the farm. Uh, you have drones that are doing specific tasks. So that's my vision for the overall integrated product. Is this the cost of a drone, let's say, is this economically feasible for the farm? So what we had in terms of an economic model for making it more feasible, so if we're going with our robotics as a service model. So if they were to buy the drones outright, it probably would be way too expensive. So we thought, uh, why not offer it like a service? So think of like a subscription plan for Netflix. So essentially it would pay off over time, but they wouldn't have that upfront cost of having to pay a lot of money upfront. So they just essentially pay like a monthly fee to use the service essentially. And if we're possibly saving them 40% of their yield, it could actually <laughs> economically, at least we think, work out beneficially for them. So in order to provide that type of model, you have to have a lot of capital or have those systems in place. Where are you at in your money raising process? So we actually just came out of an accelerator program, the Tech Beach Accelerator Program. We had some conversations with some investors. So we're actually deep in some conversations right now. Right now we're looking to raise around 300,000 US dollars for that seed funding. We we're still in some discussions, working out the final details. We're hoping to lock in an investment this year because having that investment will be crucial for really scaling the product. But in the meantime, I've literally been really funding this on my own, essentially. Using any money that I can find from my savings or even taking out personal loans to fund this thing. Obviously putting myself at financial risk, but that's how much I believe in this project and think definitely has potential. I'm willing to put everything on the line to show people that potential. And the hope is that from there, it will bring in investors into the fold. But I definitely think that there is potential here. Even just the technology that we'll be developing, it has applications outside of harvesting. Just having a drone that can fly with an actuator or some form of arm that can do tasks. I imagine that there are applications well outside of agriculture. You could have drones that respond to medical emergencies that maybe doing some simple, a drone, just imagine like a drone with an arm responding to an emergency and performing some simple medical task. Yeah, or even a search and rescue type scenario. Maybe you need something to fly up to a hard to reach location to lift something up or bring something to someone, things like that. So 
Yeah, I think the whatever technology we develop while doing this, it will have implications well outside of the agricultural industry. So if our listeners wanted to learn more or find out how to invest, how could they do? We have a website. So it's cres-ai.live. We also have a Instagram page, series.ge. So you can follow us on that. And we actually had a, we had a sort of like an exhibition at, we have an agricultural trade show in Jamaica every year around the time of our independence period. So around August 7th. So it was Monday actually. So we were actually there. They call it Denby. So we're there and we actually were showing off the prototype that we had and some farmers and just regular patrons came around and they were very fascinated uh, with the drone and the idea of like when they were told them that it was going to pick coconuts, like they were like super shocked. What? <laughs> Just the thought of a drone picking coconuts was, they've never heard of it. Yeah, definitely. I think when, when they're pulling off, they're going to be out of people's surprise and shock that it is even possible. Yeah, it's definitely the first I've seen of it. And I'm almost, now that I've seen it, I'm almost like, why didn't anybody else think about this? This is a great idea. Yeah. So Matthew, thank you for coming on the show and thank everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.